shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, Sip 12 days and counting away from Nebraska, playing a football game that actually counts in Dublin. We will be there. I'm leaving on Friday of this week, so I'll be here, I'll be here during the show, we are all week. Whoa. You are leaving Monday of oh, next week. Friday. That's right. We go a little early. Programming note. Yeah. Well, this is dangerously close I will be. Point. I will be here Friday, though. Doing the show. Okay. I'm here all week long. Next week, you know, it's it's different. You'll be here Monday. I won't. And then we're both gone the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. As we will be gallivanting in Dublin. We'll be <laughs> we'll be kissing the Blarney stuff. I got to tell you what. You shocked the heck out of me last night. You told me something on the phone. You've already packed. <laughs> you're not. You're leaving a week from today. How can you yeah. possibly be packed packed right now? I'm, I'm, I'm like 80, 80, 90% packed. I'm just, I'm frankly, I'm stunned because you usually think, say, you take five minutes to pack, if that. Well, I, I, I'd done a load of wash, and okay. I had all my shirts, and you know, I had just, I had a bunch of stuff. So I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna put this in there now, fold them nicely, and there it is. And if I had to leave today at nine o'clock, I could do it. Wow, I, I just, I'm amazed by that. I I'm, leave Friday. I haven't even touched packing yet. I think um, that indicates a level of excitement. I'm excited. For you? Yeah. 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 I'm excited for this, to go to Europe. I've never been to Europe. I do nothing fun. <laughs> um, Your book is? <laughs> I missed out on all the fun. We got You know what we got to start doing now? You're working all the time, too. Yeah, yeah. So instead of talking about, we should make up things that we do. Yeah, Jake. I flew to Laguna Beach this weekend. I was parasailing yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I surfed in Laguna Beach and then went to an amusement park because I wanted to be amused. Went on six straight roller coasters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just start making stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, I had fun this weekend. I went to Vegas. (laughs) Just came back. I just got back. Went hiking in Canada yesterday. (laughs) Just got back Wrestled with a bear. Just got back this morning. It was great. Uh, all yes. you did this weekend is work. All yeah, I did it's was, true. All I did this weekend is work. Friday. You work. know what's sad? I mean, you know that I love golf, right? I didn't even like think about touching a golf club this weekend. Not, even one, not even one thought. <clears throat> Ooh, that's one, not one thought. Scares me. I live by a par three golf course. I looked at it and said, "Can't do it this week. Really? Can't do it." Not even last night. I probably could have last night, but I chose to work instead. Me too. Yeah, that's where we're at. Things. Yeah, and I'm, nobody's complaining. You know, hey, this is part Gus, of the grind. Gus, good morning, Gus. It's part. It's part Gus. of what you sign up for. It's part of the grind. Yeah, Gus is on the grind right now. Yep, he's got he new shoes too. Show those shoes, Gus. Po- yeah, he's got up. some new balances. Yeah, they're white, very white. He's prepared for being a dad someday. Jeez, I just thought you announced some news. No, no, I did not. Gus, are you a dad? <laughs> no, I said someday, someday. <laughs> the the mowing lifestyle of a father with new That'd balance awesome. shoes. Yeah. 
Um, a couple years down the road. Okay, guys. we got some things to talk about. 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. By the way, to begin the show, the kids are back in school today, Sip. So <coughs> the game show will have some, some new listeners again. Oh, some yeah. Some old listeners are back today. Our beloved kids listening to the show. Yes, as they um, go to school. If you are out there and listening this morning, please shoot us a text. Roll call. Roll call 12 days from Ireland. 402 464 Five six eight five. Your name, where you're listening from. We appreciate that. Okay, sip. On Saturday, Scott Frost spoke with the media, and again, there's a scrimmage yesterday. By the way, I don't, I don't know if you want to report anything from the scrimmage. Yeah, we can mingle that in. Okay. Let's just intermingle it organically. I, I liked a couple things that Frost said. I don't know what your thoughts were, but he said there is no no real camp meltdowns this year compared to previous years. Yeah, I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> I didn't either. So I'm like, okay. What does that mean versus, uh, you know, for the past years? How many meltdowns are we talking about? Well, I mean, I will say this. I will say this. You can remember a lot of camp meltdowns over the years, right? Just think about the Bo Pelini years. Now, it could have been injuries. Usually it was injury sparked. Or it might have been a report by Peter Gammons of something that elicited his anger. Remember, what did Peter Peter – oh, Peter Gammons – Reported on Bubba guy? Starling. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's right. And it caused a pretty quite a stir in the Nebraska camp. There were meltdowns. There's there were meltdowns. Uh, how about how about this for a meltdown? Bill Callahan addresses reporters and announces that that Harrison Beck is missing. Missing. Mm-hmm. He's missing from practice. He's not only missing from practice. He's just missing because we say. Do you know where he is? And Bill said, "You know what? I don't." So I so the follow up question was, "Well, is there a level of concern <laughs> that you don't know where he's at?" Uh, and the response was, <laughs> "Yeah, there was. There was a level of concern. He was on his way back. To, he was driving his Bronco back to Florida." Um, but that's that's that 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 would qualify as a meltdown if Chubba Purdy just up and left camp, right? Right. Don't know where Chubba is. Just don't know where he is. That would be that'd be camp meltdown. But do you can you, do you recall how how late in camp was it when Tristan Jebbia left in 2018? 2018 was didn't didn't he leave? It was right? late. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like the week of the first game, right? Yeah. So well, that could still happen. It could still happen. But the camp. Ireland. This has been a quiet camp. It has really quiet. They got through two scrimmages with I don't. You know, they got through another scrimmage yesterday with I don't believe there was a major injury. Okay. Um, That's big. That's not at least not to any front line guys. And to Coldest Crawford, <coughs> I don't know what my deal with my throat is. I excuse me. I now there was, um, you know there was sort of major camp news on Saturday when Frost announced that freshman receiver to Coldest Crawford of Shreveport, Louisiana, a beautiful city in this country. <laughs> yeah, what are your favorites? Um, isn't it? Um, had a ma- has a major knee injury. Now to Coldest wasn't gonna play. I can just tell you that flat out. There, he wasn't going to be in the receiver rotation this year. He wasn't close. Now that doesn't. I'm not diminishing the impact of the injury on the young man at all. He, it's, it's a setback for the young man. Um, but that 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 was the only major injury out of the first scrimmage, and I don't think there was any major injuries out of this one. So that's good, right? That's huge. Yeah. I'm watching the Dolphins game on Saturday saying, no injuries, please. They had an injury. 
But my goal is preseason, don't get hurt. Obviously, get better. Don't get hurt, though. Same for the Huskers. Right. Um, so, that uh, – and then Frost spoke to the media on Saturday, and the, big, the biggest thing was him talking about <coughs> how, hard the, how hard the offensive line is working, and he, and he invoked science mm. Into, mm. into the conversation. So did he now? Yeah, he said the guys wear monitors that track overall output and a hundred other statistics. This is Frost being quoted directly. They're more than doubling in a lot of cases the amount of effort they put out the last couple years in practice. He said a lot of that has to do with the type of kids we have, and a lot has to do with Donnie Rayola and Aaron Cooling, the GA, working with them. They've done an unbelievable job. Um I've been pleased with the way they're playing. So, I yeah, I I mean, what I've heard is, and I, you know, the offensive line, it gets challenged by those edge rushers, Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, Caleb Tanner, et cetera. But I think it held up pretty well yesterday from what I've heard. Teddy held up pretty good. Um and apparently both Anthony Grant and A.J. Allen had good scrimmages. Mm. A.J. Allen looks more and more like he'll be a factor, the freshman running back from uh, – This ne- season. Yeah. True freshman. Yeah. He's from Louisiana too. Um, God, I hope I didn't mix up <clears throat> where he and Crawford are from. Um, Decoldus Crawford is indeed from Shreveport. I, it's possible AJ is too, but anyway, AJ's from Louisiana. Let me see. He, yeah, he's from Monroe. Uh, AJ Allen's from Monroe, Louisiana. Mixing up my my little it happens. Louisiana. Yeah, you get the right state though, at least. It's, yeah, it's, it counts. So yeah, watch AJ Allen. Um, Gabe Irvin did not practice either Saturday or Sunday. His knee flared up a little, but it's not regarded as something serious. I think he's shown enough. Well, also, pause there. I mean, if you want to be someone that's an alarmist, which you don't need to be this morning, Gabe Irvin right now is not projected as a starting running back. If he, if he was the obvious guy, that's, that's something where you're saying, okay, that's a problem. But you've got Anthony Grant and A.J. Allen, Ramir Johnson. You've got guys, so it's not like you're relying. Jock Kezian. You're not just relying on Gabe Irvin. He'd be nice to have, but if he, does, if he can't play for some reason, I know he just banged up this weekend, but... Mm-hmm. It's not a huge deal for the team. Tommy Hill uh, also continues his rise. Um, he's they talk about Tommy as maybe being the most athletic player on the team. Hello, hello. Um, now, as far as your um, question goes, the second part of your question. Will we be able to detect a team on a mission in Dublin? This is that's an important question. It is. That's an important question to me. Because I don't think this team is overly talented. If it's not so if a team's not overly talented, what's its edge? It better have a it better have a chip on its shoulder. It better have a a, a, a an ex, you know, I would say an, I like to say an extreme fighting mentality. It better act like a team that has a head coach with his back against the wall. Nebraska did all that stuff during the 
you know, during its championship runs mm-hmm. in the 90s with, a, with an awesomely talented team. If you're not awesomely talented, which Nebraska isn't, it's good talent. It's good. It's, it's a team that, if everything would roll right, could probably win nine. But it's not. It's, I mean, it's, it's, come on. That hasn't happened for a long time no, if it, everything goes right. Right. It's not. So they have to have that mentality. I hope it – now they have – the good news is – they have a head coach that that I've described a few times now as a snarling dog. And he's a bit like that right now. I hope that rubs off. They have a leader, a team leader in Garrett Nelson, who will, I mean, you know, what, what are you talking about there? Like the, a fighter deluxe. I mean, he's, he's going to go to the ends of the earth. He was born for this, right? Yeah, yeah, he was he's born gonna, for this yeah, role. Yeah, he's going to go to the ends of the earth. Um, I think you have a quarterback who's, <clears throat> although he might not be emotionally attached like Garrett Nelson, nobody's going to out-prepare Casey Thompson. So there's some there's some elements that suggest this team will go to the wall. It has to, though. It has to because it's not, it's not just going to line up and, like, like, let's put it this way, Jake. Northwestern was three and nine last year, and I got them projected at three and nine this year. But Nebraska's not good enough to just to show up, play poorly, and waltz past Northwestern. See, that's that was my issue with last season, the first game. I mean, Nebraska had just gotten beaten by Illinois the previous year badly, right? Twenty twenty, they got beat by eighteen points by Illinois, forty one right. to twenty three. Got that's smoked right. on your home field, right? Smoked, right? And so you go to Illinois to begin the next season, and you think what? Well, I mean, the the thought should have been we need revenge. Yeah. They have a head, have a new head coach. Right. You beat us on our home, our home field last year. We need to start off the season strong. Let's go out there and be completely motivated, completely in control. And they never were from from the start. Of the I don't game. know that it was lack of motivation. They got it, it wasn't great though. They didn't have a real hard. Did edge. you ever see a hard edge in that game? Not really. No. Illinois I mean, a was little never bit out of that from the get go. A little bit. I mean, the defense right away asserted itself. Remember they had two sacks, so there he was right, paying right early on. And yeah. then after that, Sikowski comes in and is freaking right. yo Joe Namath no, out there. It didn't have a real hard edge. So Nebraska, even though Northwestern is not picked anywhere near the pack to win the division, it's not like Nebraska can show up, play poorly, and expect to get out of there with an easy win. It I, might I hope be that's able, not the thought. It might be able to play poorly and win, but I don't even know about that. I mean, I don't I think they, they'd be playing with fire there. Tim is on line. Let's get a one. call from Tim on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Tim, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good um, morning, Tim. You know, this, this type of year, um, it's, it's kind of my favorite time of the year. Um, it, it's kind of like on the night before uh, the Powerball drawing. You just you, you don't know what you have. So there's so much opposite optimism and we can sit there and think, you know, how much potential we have. Um, and I'm really optimistic about the season. Um, I think one of the reasons for that, cause I was just thinking about that, about what you guys just talked about, the Illinois game. I was thinking, man, I was, I was feeling this way before and it was last year at this time thinking, okay, what do we got going on? But the one thing that I do know that we have is we have a quarterback who's basically kind of been hosed over with his decision-making and going to Texas. And we have kind of a, a coach that's been hosed over. So let's hope those two ha- have their backs against the wall enough 
Um, you know, Casey, I don't know if you guys kind of followed with him. I'm, I, I'm guessing off this. I don't know. But it looked like Casey was at Texas. He was hoping when Shane, I think it was, was, was uh, Sam Ecker, uh, Ellingser was there. He was hoping he's going to get the shot. And then all of a sudden, Ewers comes in, and then they, you know, they got the Manning kid. So he just got out of Texas. He's like, forget this. This is done. Mm-hmm. So now he's coming to Nebraska. He's trying to rewrite his career. Scott don't have much time left. No. So right now is kind of the time where you're going to see. I, I like to see a dog in a fight. I like to see what that dog yeah. has to offer me. And I think we're going to see it this year with Frost as a coach. And I hope we really see it in this Northwestern game, unlike we did in that Illinois game. We need to see fight right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So that's going to tell us a lot, I think. Even though we're favored by 12 points, and even though Northwestern, like you said, Sip, you got to win in three games. Vegas has them win in nine. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's not sleep on this, because last time we did it, it was Illinois. And then look how our season started off. So let's get the season off on a good note. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been saying. Is, I, I agree. Nebraska, <laughs> you can't come out flat in this game. There, there is no earthly way that it would be acceptable for anybody for this team to come out flat. You know, if if you see a game where it's very evident that Northwestern's taking the fight to Nebraska, that'll be very discouraging. The it wouldn't whole, make any sense, right? The whole conversation through the offseason, Big Ten media days, this camp so far is that we're on a mission. This is a business trip to Ireland, yeah, right? Right. Psychology business is trip. tricky, though. The, the only part of that conversation that concerns me is Northwestern – okay, now this, now this is where psychology gets tricky, right? The human – Humans, I believe, are immensely complicated. I really believe that more and more. Immensely. I mean, I think humans in many cases are incredibly complex. I do. (laughs) Has anyone ever doubted that? Probably not. I don't think that's ever been doubted by anybody. That's why Dr. Phil has a show every day and and Phil Donahue and Jerry Springer, God bless him. Um, Maury. Yeah, Maury and and Oprah and and on and on. I mean, right? Um, we're weird creatures. Yeah. We're complex, man. And so you could misconstrue that conversation this way. Northwestern is going there probably more for fun and more lighthearted because they don't have a coach on a hot seat. They're going for revenge and they're going for fun. That sounds like a pretty good mentality to me. Yeah. Right? That sounds dangerous to me. It does. For Nebraska. They're going to bounce in there. Uh, Having fun yep. in Dublin. Here we are, boys. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun with this. And by the way, we got revenge on our minds. That yeah. scares me a little it's bit. It's very scary. Yeah, for that scares me a little bit. Nebraska. You don't want this. You don't want it. You don't want the situation to manifest itself on the field. As look at Northwestern. They're happy. They're playing with joy. They're playing a game with joy. Nebraska doesn't have any smiles. They, they're all business. They don't. They look like they're tense. There's tension. No, you don't want that. Totally agree. There's a fine line, and that's where the head coach has got to come in, Scott Frost, and tell the guys, look, we, we all know what's at stake here, but look, come on, man. Let's have fun with it. This, this, is, this, is, this is supposed to be fun. It's, it's a game. We, still, right. we all love this game, right? right. We're just, supposed to enjoy just go this. play the game you, that you love playing, that you've loved playing since you were a little kid, you know, and do not back down to those guys for a second, you know. I wouldn't say this, but in the back of my mind, because we can't back down to anybody because we're not that we're not we're not awesomely talented. We better have a hard edge. That, that's why I've been concerned about everything you said out there about Northwestern is why I've been concerned about this game. Is that yeah, they go in knowing that Pat Fitzgerald this has no hot seat at all. They have revenge in their mind, but they're also going. This is going to be a fun trip. Mm-hmm. They have is that is you cannot discount. Any I would of that. get ready for a Northwestern team that has some bounce. I agree. Vince. Got a call from Vince in Napa, California, 
five six eight five. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Vince. Good morning. Uh huh. Let's see. Well, well, one part of the conversation is how you know this has been relatively speaking a pretty drama free camp, and uh, and Sip, it's interesting that you mentioned you know one of the past meltdowns that uh, that happened because I remember well you, you mentioned Harrison Beck quote unquote missing. Well, I remember I remember very distinctly. I was vacationing in Reno, Nevada. I was staying at the Silver Legacy, Jake's favorite place in Reno, um, and. And, and, and I remember, you know, after playing some blackjack, I go back to my hotel room, you know, and I, I you know, I dial up the internet on the TV, and you know, and and, and I dialed up. It, it was uh, the journal. It was Husker Extra. Harrison Beck is missing. I'm like, oh dear lord. And so, and and, and at any rate, you know, and and I'll, and, and I'll weave in another favorite Bill Callahan is, and before I go on to my next thing, right. Seth. I don't know if you ever heard this one from Callahan, but I did in my years. I covered the Raiders as a freelancer for a fan magazine. Hey, Sip, when it comes to the depth chart, it's not where you line up, it's where you wind up. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, Vince. Not, not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad. That's pretty good. I didn't you know, hear him but, say uh, that, but I believe he did. That sounds like a Bill statement. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, but, but as far as the edge and as far as balancing, I think it's a matter of you got to balance between, you know, you, you want you, you want to be intense rather than tense. Right. And there's a you know, right. and, and there's a big and there's a big difference between the two. And you're right. I mean, we all know it's at stake here, you know, and, and and all that sort of thing. But I think as far as implementing some of the looseness, that's where I hope. That's where it's my hope that the transfers come in, because if you're the tra- you're any transfer, whether you're Casey Thompson, whether you're O'Shawn Massis, or Trey Palmer or Stephon Wynn or whomever—that's where you have to make this. You know, that's where it's up to them. To, you know, I don't know about you know being verbal per se, but give off a vibe, even if it's nonverbal, where you're saying to yourself, "Okay, look, we know it's at stake, but let's go out and play and have fun." And I think they can have that mentality because they haven't been here for all the losing. But you know what, though, fellas? Oh boy! Oh boy! We're twelve. We are 12 days away, fellas. And when you talk about coming out with a hard edge, there is only one hard edge that this team should know. There's only one hard edge that you bring, and that's the hard edge. Let's bloody knuckle. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. All right, go on your route. Vince in Napa, California. Take a deep breath. Again. Take a deep breath. Go on your route, deliver the water, and have a good day. Don't scare anybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy man, <laughs> bring a hard edge. Crazy Vince and bloody knuckles. Yeah, uh, no. He to his point on the transfers. I mean that that that's obviously the goal. Is that hey, it, can this look like Michigan State last year? Michigan State brings in a million and five transfers, sure. twenty or so, to, just to be exact. <laughs> and it works out for them. Kenneth Walker, the third, the running back. Peyton Thorne, the quarterback. I mean, they got other guys that came in there were effective. Obviously, that's the goal. That is the question is is that an uh, is that an outlier? season in terms of transfers and their impact or is that something that could be a norm going forward and you're hoping for nebraska that that's a norm for your sake yeah and not an outlier but nothing's guaranteed obviously no it's not i mean you just gotta <laughs> i worry a little bit about i always worry about well not always but 
a lot of years, I worry about the toxicity level of the fan base. It's bubbling. A loss would would just send it over the uh-huh. pot, right? It would send it over the. It, it's like a. It's bubbling on the stove. Um, and if Nebraska loses, it'll go right over, right over the pot. It'll bubble over. I I, I don't like the toxicity level right now. I don't. But can you, don't, can I, you like, well, how could you stop that, though, right now? Until the games play out and they actually perform well. Right. It's going to be toxic in, until Nebraska wins consistent football games here. <laughs> no, it's still toxic. Oh, less time. toxic. Yeah. Don't don't tell me the Pelini years weren't toxic. They were well, they were toxic. Don't tell me that even the Callahan years. No, I'm saying for the immediate present, the right Solich years were toxic. This season, if they were to win eight games, the toxicity, yeah, there will always be there, but it will not be like it's been the last several years. Probably not. But that's not <clears throat> what I'm suggesting. Is that's not a simple discussion at Nebraska. It's not just if they win nine, they'll take care of the toxic toxicity level. No, it never does. It never does, unless you win them all. I mean, that's... 12 and open. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's just the way it goes. But anyway, um, some th- some other things. Marcus Washington, again, um, has a good scrimmage yesterday, I'm told. Uh, Marcus Washington, probably the number two receiver. Um, Trey Palmer, number one. Marcus Washington, number two. I, I don't know. I'd venture to say number three, although Omar Manning's right in that conversation. But Omar Manning and Marcus Washington both play the same position. So somebody's not going to start out of those two. Um, the X, they play the X with Oliver Martin, by the way. I mean, the X, maybe move one of those guys somewhere else. Oh, I don't know, maybe to the Z um, or the R. That's where Trey Palmer is, though. Um, trying to think what else I heard from that scrimmage. Again, yeah, no, no, no major injuries. That's the big thing. The quarterbacks are Purdy's definitely pushing Casey at this point. Although Frost indicated on Saturday that he may have some news on the on the quarterback front um, after the scrimmage, which leads me to believe maybe he's going to announce a starter. I don't know why he would have said that. He said it. He's kind of already said that a week ago, right? Saying it's Casey's <laughs> job to lose. Well, he said that, but he didn't announce. The, the starter. No, but that would I think to, since then, yeah. Purdy's played pretty well. I think you're still led to believe that with that first statement that Casey's starting the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Unless there's an injury or something right. crazy happens in the next 12 days. Mm-hmm. But it'd, it'd be interesting if he just went ahead and finalized it. I don't know why you would do that, but um, may, maybe, I don't know. He speaks next on Friday. Is that when he speaks next, Scott? I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that's right. I thought Tuesday, Thursday this oh, week. Scott? Maybe it's Saturday, too. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what he's Look at the schedule. Um, <laughs> we, I try to say don't bring up things we don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that one. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, 402-464-5685 from the text line. Uh, Doc's Doc. D-O-C-K. Yes. Who's kind of like a wet blanket here, too? You know, we have wet blanket. We got Doc. And we got Doc. They're, they're, both, they're both wet blanket types. And what about, isn't isn't um, isn't there Faisal? Is he kind of like that? Yeah, I haven't seen Faisal for a while. Where are you, Faisal? Faisal. Are you, if you're out there, Faisal five Faisal. times. Four, six, four, five, six, eight, five. Shoot us a text. Um, okay, this is from Doc. He says, honest question. 
Does anyone believe that Scott Frost knows how to motivate an entire program? From what I've seen the last four years, it doesn't look like he knows how to. He's still a relatively young head coach and clearly has not learned the ins and outs of being a leader of an entire program. Well, the, the UCF experience can't be totally discounted, although that's what you Is do. that the outlier right now for him, though? It was his only – was only this was only his second job, um, the second head coaching job. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't dis. I don't dis the question. It's a. I don't dismiss the question. I don't dis. I don't dismiss it, and I don't diss it. Disrespect it. It's a valid question at this point. Um, I. It seems like he has a good relationship with his guys. You hear a lot of guys talk about him, like Marcus Washington. Set told me this summer Frost. His relationship with Frost was the main reason he came here. Garrett Nelson, you heard him at Big Ten Media Days, right? Um, say that he he his fire burns to to you know make Scott make him happy again. I, he said, "I just want right. to see Scott happy." Yeah, he did say that. Um, so you hear anecdotal evidence of players that that rally for him, but I Doc, I mean, it's a valid question. He's fifteen and twenty nine, and. You know what, Doc? I think that that question could be answered with some degree of finality this season. If this year he's not motivated and he can't get his team motivated, then it's probably maybe he lost that spark somehow. You know, that spark that was evident at UCF when they went 13-0 and and beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl. Maybe, may, and you know what? You know what's interesting? You know what an interesting question would be? You'd never consider this with Scott Frost in Nebraska. But we, we consider this with other coaches at other places. Maybe it wasn't the greatest fit. Odd question. It doesn't make, yeah, I mean. It makes is, no sense. It but, doesn't make but, any but sense But we just established that humans are very complex and, and the world is pretty complex. We're in a banana republic, and and the, I, I, I isn't that something that that you have to bandy around in your mind a little uh, bit? I, I Maybe think, just wasn't mm, a great fit. That if that's the case, if it doesn't work, then you got to wonder about that. Right. I, I will. I will. I will never believe that it's this coach or bust in a program ever. No. Unless, unless like, thanks for saying. Well, that. Let me say, if Nick Saban can't work somewhere, then that's never a problem. Okay. <laughs> If you get the most elite coach you can, fine. <laughs> but it's like it's not, it's not like it's Scott right. Frost or this program is dead forever. No. no. Thank however, you. I'd never say that. However, if he was not a fit, I just that that's the most confusing thing I've ever seen for a guy that's from here that played here that won a championship. It's here. complex though. I mean, it's yeah, I don't it's weird. Yeah. Uh before they get to break, Faisal is here. Faisal is he with us. He says, "I'm here." But I am just in wait and see mode before I chime in more. That that makes sense. I wish I could be in that mode <laughs> before I chime in more, but um, that's not the way this job works, right? No, it's not. We have to talk and project and all that kind of stuff. We could just talk about our fantasy excursions. We could, yeah, right. Go on a yacht today. Actually. I would go to Laguna Beach if if I had a shot. I'd go to Galveston too. I I think about Galveston all the time. Going down there. 
All right. When we come back, can you <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> All right. Having a feud between your it's head amazing. football coach and head basketball coach. What's going on in Kentucky? We love it. Next on early break on the ticket.